Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. We're back. It's been a while. This was an actual planned mini hiatus, so I think that works. Knew we were going to have a lot of stuff going on in both of our lives, June and July, and we did. And then that was multiplied by at least two. I'm living in a different house now. I'm living in the same house, but my partner lives here now. If you wanted another reason to be able to mistake us in public, both of us in the same fucking month, I think it was within like four days, moved in with both of our romantic partners. We swear this was not planned. No... It just happened like that. I think actually my girlfriend, I kept saying like, oh, isn't it so funny that they're they're moving in together on, on this date? She actually at one point mistook our moving date for yours because I kept mentioning it. <laughs> oh my god. Ended up thinking she had like more time to pack than she did. Oh no. Everyone is all moved in now. If you hear any audio weirdness, sorry. We're doing our best here. I have to figure out the new, better place to do audio in this area. The vibes are different. The vibes are so different. There's a point, like, I'm probably gonna have to pause at least once during this because a train's probably gonna come by because there's a train track literally across the street from this house. Fun public transportation. Um, no, I think they just usually carry, like, cargo. We don't have cool passenger trains that come by. All right. Uh, I guess I can fully be homestuck now because I do have a home. But, uh, <laughs> You do. You have a whole home that you own, and it's great. I'm a, I'm a fucking homeowner and a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought they existed. It took me until I was 27, and I even had to do it with the second person because we couldn't have done this financially alone. <laughs> Well, you're still ahead of many people, including me. We got to read in some Homestuck. Uh, Jane blew up? Yes, Jane blew up. Well, I don't know if I would agree with that particular assessment, but sure. Uh, how would you assess it? I need to know. 
I I don't know. It it happened. She blowed up. I don't think it was great. I like Jane. Jane, you know, she had a good run and now we'll never talk to her again, obviously. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know if I believe that. All of that fan art of Jane you've ever seen, it was just a character that was just around for maybe like 200 pages and then she just died and then we never saw her again. In fairness, I have seen very, very little fan art of Jane. Yeah, she's not that popular amongst the wider fandom because there are... I will say this, I like Jane. There's better characters than Jane. No, yeah, Jane's not my favorite character. There are way better people to draw fan art of that are more important to the larger story. Yeah. Jane is not bad, though, I just... No, she's just, she's fine. Thankfully, um, in this update, the Andrew Hussey robot was fairly brief. Thank God. I was like, oh no. Oh God. Absolutely not. Other than the Andrew Hussey robot, I have to say, and you... Yes. Um, you texted me about this. I did enjoy reading this. It was very fun. Definitely did too. I maybe might have had the unconscious thought, I love Homestuck. Oh no. Oh god. Oh no. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, ah, yeah. So that says good things about this, this portion. Or it means that we haven't read Homestuck in like a long enough amount of time that you were just like, anything impressed you when you came back? (laughs) (laughs) That's also fair. I don't think that's it because I read this update like a couple months ago because I thought we were going to record this a couple months ago and then we didn't. Oh, right. And you really liked it. You kept sending me updates. I forgot about that. Yeah, I really liked it. I think it captured a lot of that you funny homestuck, you know, oh, we're actually having a good time over here. And it had been a while since we'd seen all the kids. And now they're all interacting, like the kids, the trolls, everyone is talking to each other, like, in person, and I'm delighted. I think my favorite Homestuck bit, actually, is the fact that they need a fucking upgrade to talk to each other in person. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where can I get that upgrade? I'm so bad at talking to people. (laughs) I would pay many boondollars, which we don't even use anymore, apparently for that upgrade. Can I also just point out that the name of the Eschelatter that Jade went on this time is she's on Sayonara, Kansas right now? I did notice that. You know why? You know why that's it's called that, right? Because she's not in Kansas anymore. Because she looks like the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah, I know that. Do you think that means she's gonna die? No, she already died. No, but like for real. Like Friska. No, definitely not. Remember Friska's dead. Yes, I do. I did remember that because John mentioned her in his note. He was like, say hi to Friska for me. I hope she's doing great. I would never have been able to get this far without her. And I was just like, ooh, oh no. (laughs) I want to paint you a mind picture for a minute. Uh Uh-huh. Imagine you were like 13 and... You are in the middle of having a panic attack. 
<laughs> you know, for a very valid reason. And everybody else around you is not only extremely calm, but are cracking jokes and flirting with each other. Wait, wait, and then a portal opens. And a fucking condom with a <laughs> with a note in it pops out. <laughs> Like a, a cl- like it's not like a used condom. It's a clean condom, but there's like a note in it. I was going to go with a dildo, so that also works. Do they ever tell us like exactly in what manner they use the bucket, or is yes. it just yes? No, they did at some point. I think is it just like they put sperm in it? Yeah. No. It was. It was. This was explained in like. I think the beginning of Act 5, when we first, like, met so the So I don't, I don't think it's a dildo, because it's, like... No, no, you, I think you're right. I, as far as bucket stuff goes, I don't think it's, like, a dildo. I don't think any part of the bucket is meant to used as sexual stimulation in the trolls. No, yeah. It's it's only for, like, the, the genetic collection purposes. Yes, but it's more similar in terms of cultural taboo. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. If if we could come up with something that's like, like serves the same function as a condom, but it is, has the same like cultural taboo as a dildo. This, in fairness, a bucket for trolls and a condom for humans actually have opposite purposes. <laughs> if you think about it. Okay, so you're having you're in the middle of having this panic attack from a rip in the 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 fabric of the universe comes a diva cup full <laughs> with like a, a a schoolyard note <laughs> written on the back of a movie poster. Written on the back of a movie poster. <laughs> By the way, not even a good movie. Oh my god, Carcat was so good. You know, early Carcat, like he's funny, but he's like it's really hard to read him just because he's just it's just too much something about mid-story car cat just hits all of the boxes for me <laughs> yes same same i've gone like back and forth on car cat for a while the last couple reading sessions i've been like okay yeah 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 act six intermission car cats always are a little painful to read um because of some plot points we haven't quite hit yet for some reason it's painful in, like, a narratively satisfying way. Do you understand? Yes. Every single fucking person is about to be a train wreck. Except for... Mm, no. Also a train wreck. Everybody's gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> even even John and Jade? I'm talking... Yeah, John and Jade are fine. Yeah, they're just gonna be hanging out in their own little ship with, like, five worlds. That... They're having a brother-sister road trip. Yeah, (laughs) that was one of my favorite parts of this reading section. Jade was like, oh, do you want to go join everyone? And John was like, yeah, absolutely. You and I can meet everyone. And she was like, oh, no, I can't. I can't go, actually. And he was like, well, I'm not just leaving you here alone, so I'll just chill. And I'll just write them a note and it'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) She even gave him, like, another out. She was like, well, I mean, I also have all my friends here that aren't, like, people. No, I mean, you- I just met you, my sort of sister, and also one of my best friends, and I'm not leaving again, so we're just gonna hang. Also, I wanna say, I do respect John's decision. I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world to leave Jade behind. 100% Jade needs, like, an actual human person to talk to. 
<laughs> However, Dave Sprite is here. Dave Sprite is actually Dave. So, like, her, <laughs> she, yeah. she would have had another friend here. However, I don't think that John made a wrong decision. I'm just saying, we all forget that Dave Sprite is Dave. I was mostly worried that this was going to be another write-off of Jade, like, completely. Yes. I was worried it was just going to be another, and then we don't hear from Jade again for a million pages, and she's the only one who gets left out like that. I feel like that's- maybe this is just my perspective, because we've read so slowly, but I feel like that happens more with Jade than it does with the others. Yes. She's one of those- overpowered female characters who never seems to need anything, which is is why the moments when she does, like when she was dealing with Jade Sprite and things like that, are really good. But here, where she's like, oh, don't worry, I have all of the inhabitants of five worlds to keep me company, I was like, oh no, please don't let that actually happen. I think for Jade, this is the better thing for her. I want her to continue to be an interesting character in the same 13 to now 16 year old way that everyone else is. And I think the only way of doing that is keeping at least one other teen with her. I'm about to burst your bubble a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. When we get back to these intermissions, we're not going to see a lot of Jade or John. I figured because they're just going to be chilling in their happy sibling ship and just having probably a nice road trip for three years. Everyone else is going to be actively on fire. That was my guess. I just want to give a little roster to what's going (laughs) to happen on the, the meteor for a minute. I have heard you speak of the meteor for many years now, since before we started this podcast. Welcome to my special hell. (laughs) Before we even get into it, that that's such a shame because I love the way this is being set up. Right? That's what's so infuriating about it. The concept of this. The concept of this. I remember when this came up, there were like 20 million speculative fan fictions and everything about what was going to go on in here. And then it was fucking... Fuck, fucking Euphoria Teen Wolf shit. <laughs> Episodes of Glee. I'm just throwing at every teen drama. Riverdale. Was Riverdale a teen drama? He's like 45. So were the Glee folks. Like, those were adults. No, I mean, the character Archie was 45 in the story at some point. Oh, I have no idea. He, like, traveled back in time or something. It was like a Civil War ghost or. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, don't add us about about Riverdale. This is not a Riverdale podcast. I don't want to know podcast. what's going on in Riverdale. I've just like read offhand things. I'm I'm remaining in ignorance, in ignorant bliss. It's set up so well, and then it's gonna end up bad. And I don't want it to because I loved this reading session, and I loved the setup for the meteor. Just thought it was very good. I'm really hoping that. The, the meteor as a concept is better on this read-through for me. You know, when I read it, I was in college. Mm-hmm. The, these were my college years we're going through now. There were large swaths of time between updates. You would wait for a few months, and then you would check in, and it's like, oh no, now everybody's being teen drama, and 
you know, me being a college student, I was like, I really want to be reading anything else right now. <laughs> I just got past my teen drama. I just got past my teen drama. But I'm really hoping that it proves me wrong on the second read. Not only because I don't want to, like, suffer, but also because, like, I just want, I just want this to be a fun read. Again, I don't care if it's a little bit of a train wreck, as long as it's a fun train wreck. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I am hoping to be proved wrong on this. I don't know if I will, but I'm hoping. Yep, yep. It's okay if bad things happen. Even to my girl, Terezi, I just want them to be bad in, like, interesting ways. Uh, but we shall see, because, I again, I've blocked out a lot of this. Quick question before we fully go into the part where the meteor is being set up because most of the john and jade stuff all right nice the you know talking about teleporting and stuff we're putting them on a shelf for three years yes and they're just going to hang out there and have good sibling time have maybe make some discoveries about certain people's genders who knows that is what is going to happen in my head hmm but before we get to the meteor stuff, what exactly happened with what's their faces? Jack Sprite, the the uh, uh, Beck Noir and Beck Sprite something them the the you know the guys the the guys I'm sorry the guys the guy- yeah the, the, the you know the 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 guys. Also, the links for the Morse code are all broken. First off, uh, Beck Noir has a little bit of a crush on PM, I guess. Yes, yes. She hates his guts sexually. <laughs> yeah, that was that was all interesting. That you're saying that in a tone of voice that makes it sound like you're not actually interested. I'm not. Yeah. I just. I really. I actually don't really care about that (laughs) yeah yeah not not great that just felt weird and like why do i care about this and i don't know i'm never gonna get that part of homestuck and i've made my peace with that i know i have a homestuck podcast and i should probably have more of a handle on that. However, no, 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 no. I, I, and and I wanna, I wanna put this out here. I wanna put this out here for everybody listening. All you listeners, you gather around my little fucking campfire. And I'm gonna tell you a scary fucking story. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want any of you motherfuckers trying to explain this shit to me. <laughs> I'm fine with not knowing. If Andrew needed me to know this, I think it would have been explained more clearly. <laughs> yeah, which is something to say about Homestuck, but I agree that it's just like, I don't think it's really that important. My philosophy on this podcast is that we're reading through this with somebody who has never read Homestuck before. I don't, I don't think we need to be consulting the wiki every five minutes to understand what's going on with the plot. And if we do need to consult the wiki to, like, do a, a plot point or whatever, uh, I don't, I don't need external explanations about that. 
And by the way, if you if you have ever sent in an explanation, bless your soul. This is not a scold to you. We're not scolding you. We're just saying the philosophy of this podcast is that if it is not explained correctly in the text, how in the world could somebody like a Elizabeth, Ian Elizabeth, how could Elizabeth figure out what the fuck's going on? An, a new reader who is too afraid to open the wiki for fear of getting spoiled. How would Elizabeth know about this? That's just the basic philosophy. If I figure out things as I go on my own, I'll take that. Like when I figured out, I think it was like the Jade thing or something, or the Aradia thing. It might take Elizabeth to figure out something later, and that's okay. <laughs> now, there are going to be times where I get so frustrated with not being able to understand something that I look up the wiki. <laughs> However, I like to give Homestuck its fair shake before I just say fuck it and go to the wiki. Right. If you are ever someone who has or has thought about explaining something in Homestuck to us, it's okay we do appreciate the effort. We also do not take that into account in the podcast because of that specific reason of this is the framework in which we're reading the comic. Also, I will say that, again, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I have gotten some explanations for shit that is active spoilers for Elizabeth that I have to detonate before she gets to them in the Tumblr. <laughs> like, like, I have gotten, I have gotten, like, entire, like, plot synopsis of things oh, no. that we have not gotten to. And I think some of you have forgotten that Elizabeth doesn't know what's happening at the end of Homestuck. I gotta say, I know I said that, like, I have heard of the meteor. I still am very unspoiled about the next 2,000 pages. I think I could tell you maybe one or two general details about who gets together at one point. Tell me the details. Let's let's put all of our cards on the table and, and do that. What, what do you know about the meteor? That's fair. Okay. This is all probably stuff I have told you before we started the podcast. Yes, I know that Terezi's character arc goes downhill very fast, like so fast, roller skates downhill, kind of just picking up speed. I know that. Do you know in what way, or do I? did I just say that her character arc just fucking dips? <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to remember because I know there are some pretty unhealthy relationship dynamics that go on for a while. I don't remember what configuration it is. Oh, good. Overall, Carcat, Dave, Terezi, Riska question mark? Gamzee. Yeah. The fact that you don't know the exact details of that is gonna make this in- is gonna make this entire thing really interesting. Yeah, so that's that's what I know, and then I know that Karkat and Dave end up together, and Rose and Kanaya end up together. One of those doesn't happen for a while, um, one of those is coming up. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, we saw some Rose and Kanaya flirting in this. They were flirting. Uh, called out specifically by Dave. <laughs> Um, which it was actually kind of sweet. 
in fairness, even though I haven't read the next 2,000 pages, I'm actually a fan of both of those pairings, like, generally oh, speaking. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen the characters interact, uh, like, a huge... Okay, Rose and Kanaya, maybe. They've had some really interesting dynam- dynamics already. I don't think we've seen Karkat and Dave interact a ton yet. Um, We've seen... The uh, Fruity Rumpus Asshole Factory. They've only yelled at each other so far. Right, yeah, but we've seen Karkat and John interact quite a bit. Anyway, that's about all I know about the next 2,000 pages. And in terms of, like, plot stuff, I know zero. Absolutely zero. Yeah, because I think the only things I ever vented to you about was, like, fucking, like, subplot ship things. Yes. Yes, correct. You know, the stuff that's, like, actively detracting from the main story in ways that detriment the characters actively. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, it's not time for me to rant about that yet, maybe in a, in a couple episodes. There is one update, I think it's coming up soon, that the absurdity of the bit that they do is so out there. It, as a moment, is so fucking funny that, like, every time I think of it, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's... I remember the fanfiction that came out during that time. Mm -hmm. It's gold. In the larger context of the story, I hate that it's there, but the moment itself is just the funniest thing in the universe to me. Good. Last thing on John and Jade, because I forgot that we come back to them before we get to the actual asteroid crew, the last part of their interaction on page 4338 was very funny to me. The what the part that starts with Jade saying semi-potent demigods and John says demi-dogs <laughs> and Jade cannot control <laughs> Jade hasn't gotten the hang of the woofs yet. And they're talking about how Jade likes the, the dog ears now, and John says, You are like a furry now, but not really the weird kind that people on the internet like to have sex with in their imagination, and Jade is just horrified. Oh my god. If that happened to a couple of 13-year-olds, that is what they would say. That's how that would go. It is, and it's like painfully accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't fault it for being there. Right, exactly. So as far as the, the makeup of the meteor goes, mm-hmm. the children we will be traveling with for the next three years... Consist of uh, Rose and Dave on the human side. The mayor's also here. Well, he's mostly dead right now. He's mostly dead. He's probably fine. Uh, it's uh, you know, lots lots of characters in fiction have have survived the the clean hole through the stomach. Yeah, there's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> And then we have, on the troll side, uh, Kanaya is staying. Trezine Karkat and Gamzi are staying. Aradia is not. Solix is not. Yeah, Solix and Aradia are just fucking off to the greens. The greens. <laughs> and Kanaya was like, oh, I'll go too. There's no real reason for me to be here. And then Rose was like, no, stay. <laughs> She's staying. It should be fine, right? Yeah, that'll totally be fine. Um, also loving Iradia's excitement about the corpse party. 
The fact that she's calling it a corpse party mm-hmm. and not a funeral. Yeah. First off, top tier. Uh, and then Terezi called her a death fangirl. She is a death fangirl. She was like a ghost for so long. Yeah, and then Dave was just so delighted at the fact that both of their cultures like had some sort of Grim Reaper, which that that is the kind of thing where I'm like, this is fun world building where the two cultures are colliding and they're like, hey, we both have a personification of death that's like this. And cotton candy. Yeah, and cotton candy. <laughs> death and cotton candy. The universal constants. Yeah, and that's when Carcat absolutely loses his shit, and I was so happy. I was so happy about that. He is just not taking any shit. He's like, okay, first of all, weren't we just supposed to save the universe and that didn't happen? Like, is everyone okay with this? Is everyone okay with this? That failed. (laughs) They talk about... Oh, we were tricked with the green sun thing and whatever. Which I don't, as a plot point, I don't actually have a problem with. The problem is, when we were reading through that, I think I forgot about it, and you also didn't realize that it was a trick until not even after, like, the flash where that was happening. Right. I don't mind things being secret from the audience, Oh, we got misled, and then later it turns out to be that. But th- I think, is this the first time we have confirmation that they were lied to? And it has been, mm, I think it's been more than a hundred pages after Cascade. But this is like, cath- this was cathartic for me. One of the characters actually acknowledging, in a fair way, not in a wink-wink, fourth-wall way, saying like, wait a second, this didn't work. This is bad. What are we doing? And everyone else is like, yeah, chill. We, <laughs> what does Dave say? Like, we got hornswoggled. And Carcat's like, oh, oh, I see. Then it's all fine, huh? Bro, we got hornswoggled. And, or Aradia's like, yeah, I mean, we were never going to blow up the green sun, Carcat. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's great. But... Am I wrong, or were we supposed to do that so we could neutralize Jack? Right? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, exactly, Carcat. Gamzee's doing his shit, and Carcat's like, no, do, do not right now. I'm just so done with all of this. And then he just holds his breath as long as he can, and I just love him so much. You know what does tickle me, though, about about all of this business? The fact that, like, Aradia and Solix are like, Oh, well, um, we're just gonna give you a little push. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just gonna give you a little push. <laughs> Even though I love Carcat in this reading section, I think that Terezi actually has the best line here on page 4353, where she's like, I'm so sorry, you guys. You're actually a lot cooler than this. Dave says, are you actually? No, (laughs) we're not. (laughs) That's peak teen. That's like, okay, guys, gotta make a good impression on the aliens. Nope, everything goes to hell immediately. You you know if a bunch of 13-year-olds met aliens, that's exactly how it would go. Listen, are you kidding? That's how it would go if I met aliens. (laughs) 
It'd be a nightmare. Would you be the one to, to hold back the alien fuckers or would you be in the alien fucker group? I would be the one to hold back the alien fuckers on a purely like moral and philosophical point where I'd be like, okay, hold on, guys. We just need all of the information first. And, <laughs> you know, and we need to make sure we share a language and that we're not going to accidentally start an intergalactic war. We would definitely have alien fuckers, right? Like, in, in an alien situation, there would be alien fuckers, correct? Of course. Yes. I, I think the aliens would also have human fuckers. Like, people that want to fuck the aliens. That's what's happening in this situation. Kanaya is an alien fucker. Rose is an alien fucker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, did you did you make this connection? Hmm. Remember, the children are going to be 16 soon. Yes. Like, after this intermission, they're going to be 16. How old are the Alpha Kids? 16, right? Yeah, everybody's going to be 16 soon. Right. I keep forgetting that the Alpha Kids are older because they look exactly the same. They do look exactly the same. <laughs> they look exactly the same, so it's like, alright. Which is fine, like, I get it. It's a, it's a artistic thing. 16-year-olds, to me, are just as baby as 13-year-olds. Right. Um, it, it just, uh... Some minor differences, but they still look, they still look like babies, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they may, they may talk a little better, but they still look like babies. Yeah. Do you remember being 13 and, like, looking at a 16-year-old and being like, hmm, that's an adult? Yes. <laughs> you're 27 and you look at a 16-year-old and you're like, ooh, I want to take you to Claire's. <laughs> That is your go-to uh, reaction to, like, a teenager who needs, like, a supportive adult in their life. It's my new favorite phrase. I want to take that teenager to Claire's. <laughs> Which is also funny because out of all of the, the stores in a mall I would say a teen would like to go to, Claire's is not one of them. Claire's is maybe, like, if you had a 10-year-old you were taking care of, you take the 10-year-old to Claire's. I don't feel like you take, like, 16, 17-year-old to Claire's. You take a 16 or 17-year-old to Hot Topic. It depends on the 16 or 17-year-old. You, you take them to Hot Topic, you take them to, like, Forever 21. Uh, you, you take them to that store in the mall that has, like, all of the socks. You know, the sock store. No, you listen to me. You listen to me, motherfucker. My my yes. role as an adult in in my life stage as an adult. I'm not a mom yet. I like I don't have kids. I have nieces and nephews. I don't actually have nieces and nephews. I have one of the two. I have children whom I know that are not mine. Do you know what my role is as a 27-year-old woman in that case? It is to be embarrassing them at the mall. So I take them to Claire's because that is where they will be the most embarrassed and therefore my role will be complete. I will ask them if they want to get their ears pierced at Claire's and I will not do it without their parents' permission, you motherfucker. I, uh, you know what? That's all fair. What, you want me to take a 17-year-old dispensers? You want me to, to, take a, to take a teenager to a store where they sell dildos? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm not doing that. I know they're going there when I'm not there. They don't need me to be there when they're going to Spencer's. I have only one thing to say about this, and that is don't get your ears pierced at Claire's. Just don't get anything pierced at Claire's because they actually can't sterilize those earring guns very well. And it's much safer to go to um, a piercing and tattoo parlor and get them to do it with just like an actual needle that isn't spring loaded. And that may be like a little scarier for a kid, but it's actually safer in the long run in terms of avoiding infection. If you can't handle a piercing needle, you can't handle getting your things pierced. Yes. And also, bonus, it doesn't sound like a staple gun, which I have always found kind of horrifying. Okay, that's actually the reason that I didn't get my ears pierced at Claire's when I was a teenager, because I, one, I didn't want my ears pierced. I still have unpierced ears. My ears are fucking virgin, (laughs) y'all. Um, two notes about my parents. One is my mom recently got her ears pierced at Claire's. I am not kidding. Mama, no. I am not kidding. So that's number one. And number two is I was over at my parents the other day and my dad mentioned he listens to this podcast. This podcast? Uh Uh-huh. My dad listens to this. And I was like, what? I like your intro. Elizabeth, this is worse. This is worse than the news I got when I heard that that a child, that a four-year-old child was listening to this. This is worse than that. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is worse than that. And so I, he, he said, you know, he doesn't really understand when we get into all of the Homestuck stuff. But I've said things I don't want your father to hear. I know, and he- Didn't we talk about your dad kidding Calvin's dad? <laughs> didn't- didn't I say on this podcast that- 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 that your mother is- is- Oh no! That, that your mother is in love with Calvin's dad and that your dad- Guys- Guys, I think I have to change my name and move to, I don't know, Antarctica, maybe. (laughs) Because there is now a non-zero chance that my dad has heard a say. (laughs) This is the worst timeline. Speaking of the worst timeline, I have I have one one more quick homestuck question before we wrap up. Please. <clears throat> so like Friska's dead, right? I mean, is does anyone really stay dead in home? I mean, she got she got killed in God tier and stayed dead, so yes, she is dead forever. She's not coming back. That is a rule that was imposed. That's one of the like the you can't break that rule. See, Liz. Until we come to the literal end of Homestuck and someone is still dead then, I do not believe that anyone is dead. That's an interesting thing to say. Every character who dies in Homestuck is Schrodinger's character. They're both dead and alive. They are in a box and the box is closed. And until I open the box, Riska is both dead and alive. 
I have Riska in a box. I think at this point there are a few characters that have that have never been shown dead. That that number's gonna go down even further soon, I think. Mm-hmm. No, but there is there is at least one character in Homestuck that we have never seen dead on screen before. I I can't remember if there were a couple others at this point or if they've already been dead on screen. But um, however, I d- I wanted to ask you about Vriska. Yes. Do you wish Vriska was here? What a complicated question. Not yet. Hmm. I I'm not sure yet. We actually haven't seen a ton of Riska in a while. Especially not in, like, a group setting. Yeah, because she's fucking dead. (laughs) Well, yeah, but even before that, it was a lot of one-on-one with John and um, some one-on-one with Terezi. And that was pretty much it. I'm not sure what Riska would add to this particular dynamic right now. Uh, gayness. Fair- but we do have Kanaya already for that. Speaking of Kanaya, real quick, I think my favorite single page in this reading session was page 4358 with Kanaya with the chainsaw, where the only line of dialogue is Kanaya saying, clown hunting. Um, <laughs> I, I just love that Kanaya's like, I'm useless right now. The only thing I could do is, like, glow as I wander around the corridors. And then literally 30 seconds later, she's like, All right, hoist my chainsaw. Be right back about to murder somebody. My favorite thing about Kanaya in this scene in particular is that when there is, like, low light in the scene, they they draw her where she's, like, glowing, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, they're next to the green sun, so she she can't glow any more than she already is, right? Right. So they just they just draw her, like, with, instead of, like, gray skin, with, like, the, like, F-F-F-F-F hex skin, just, like, just completely fucking white. But it's, it's really funny, because that's also how they do humans, so it just looks like that Rose and Dave are also glowing. <laughs> Yeah, so they maybe didn't think that fully through. I'm just gazing at this art of Kanaya with the chainsaw and thinking, if I had read Homestuck when I was in high school, or even early college. You would have been in college by this point. Yeah, but just like, if 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 this that had been the age at which I'd read it. Because like, I was in a, you know, I was in a writing forum with a bunch of folks, you know, in high school. This image of Kanaya would have been my profile picture for at least three years. Elizabeth, I wanna I wanna say something to you, Elizabeth. Yes. Yes. Your your profile picture on Discord right now is of a character you haven't spoken of to me in like four years. Maybe you should have your profile picture be this picture of Kanaya. I wanna say that I'm not legitimately considering it but i'm legitimately considering it the character that is your icon right now you have not spoken of her yes but i did i did write forty-four thousand words of fan fiction about her so forty-four thousand is not an insignificant amount of fan fiction i have written more about characters that i have not been as obsessed with <laughs> 
<laughs> That's not an indication. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll sleep on it. I'll have Liz tell you when we post the episode on Twitter whether my Discord and Tumblr profile pictures have changed. To this image of Kanaya. Yes, I think I might have to actually use the whole panel because I want to get the blood splatter chainsaw. So it's also Carcat. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll update everyone on my decision. I, I think with that, uh, that's going to be all of the uh, homestuck we have for today. Today we read through pages 4,282 through 4,389. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and if you need accessible versions to a certain point, I should check where that is, those are linked on our Tumblr blog, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also, there are all of the transcriptions that Elizabeth has to write for this episode. And all of the rest of the episodes, which I'm very glad that she does, because I say some batshit things, such as... And I'm opening my mouth, and I'm going to edit in the, the train sound here. <laughs> we also have a Twitter, at how underscore sane, which is where we are most responsive. It's been a, a million fucking years, but thank you to... Six Hokage ninety five who got to the the Pogo mini game and and posted their score about it. Yes, that was that was delightful. Their their score seems to have been uh three hundred thousand uh three hundred twenty two thousand. I can't read numbers anyway. <laughs> it's a big number. I can't read big numbers. Our music is done by uh, somebody who uh, Elizabeth's dad is a big fan of. I mean, you're not wrong. Our music is done by John Michael Sullivan, who is Elizabeth's uh, brother. Uh, did a very good job on the music. Uh, so well that it's the reason that Elizabeth's dad has to listen to us talking about how he kins Calvin's dad. Yeah, he said he listens to it for theme music as well. Please go uh, rate and review us on iTunes, if you haven't already, we always appreciate it, um, especially when we're coming off of a mini hiatus driven by real-life things that were, were just happening and we had to deal with, and now we're back. I will say, just a small little plug here, I, I did talk about this on the Twitter, but my brother also has a really nice podcast that you could have listened to on the hiatus if you had looked at the Twitter. It's an anime podcast because it's my brother. My brother, not John Michael, Daniel, also has a new album out under Mute the Pianos on Spotify. It's called, let me just double check, I was listening to it today. It's called The Rave at Julie's House. Again, spoken word ambient music. So if you're into that, go listen to that. And if you're into anime. Yeah, if you're into anime, uh, listen to uh, At Anime Club Pod, where my brother and uh, actually, who was on uh, this podcast once, Max Kostrak and Max Newland, and also a third person who wasn't on this pro who wasn't on this program, uh, Stevie, who by the way is funnier than both of them. I think she's the funniest one on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. <laughs> but they do they do have a good uh, podcast about uh, reviewing anime from the uh, the nineties and early aughts. Very nice. I have never 
watched that. So everyone, I'm sure it's great. I'm going to give my uh, thumbs up with no knowledge of anything. I've sent I've sent you some of their audio clips. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you know They're... all women have this ability? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of women with abilities, um, until next time, remember, Riska did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs>